Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then he took him and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, you shall not put the Lord your God to test, to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to just give a few thoughts on Lent and on this gospel passage which Jesus' time in the desert is kind of very important context for the season of Lent. Start off by reading a quote from Pope Benedict. Lent recalls the 40 days of our Lord's fasting in the desert which he undertook before entering into his public ministry. We read in the gospel Jesus was led up by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. Like Moses, who fasted before receiving the tablets of the law, and Elijah's fast before meeting the Lord on Mount Horeb, Jesus, too, through prayer and fasting, prepared himself for the mission that lay before him. Marked at the start by a serious battle with the tempter. And so Jesus, Jesus enters into the desert to prepare for mission. And, um, and it's really interesting how the enemy tempts Jesus when he's in the desert. If you recall, 
you know, just think to yourselves for a second. What are the first words that Satan says to him before he lays out the temptation, during these temptations? If you really are the Son of God, that's what he says. He repeats that. If you really are the Son of God, then do this, or do that, or do this. And so, Satan knows what's going on, too, to a certain extent. And he wants to cut down on Jesus' effectiveness by first and foremost cutting down Jesus' identity. Now, forgive me if you've, if you've heard me talk about this, or you've heard another other priests talk about this. We should understand our mission and what we're called to do in our vocations in life according to this kind of threefold understanding, which is, is an acronym referred to as RIM, R-I-M, Relationship, Identity, Mission. So, what this, what this means, raise your hands if you've heard that, by the way. Okay, uh, about a quarter of us, not enough. Okay, relationship, identity, mission. From my relationship, I come to understand who I am and my identity, and it is from that place of identity that I understand the meaning of my life and my mission in life, right? So just taking a very natural example, when a child is born, a child immediately is in relationship with his or her mother and her dad. And so the baby comes out of his mother's womb. The first thing it recognizes, right, and already it probably had some notion as it was in the womb that I belong to someone. Well, the child immediately sees for the first time, barely, not clearly, but the child knows that it belongs to this person or this, this couple. The child immediately cries. The child knows what it wants. The child wants to be fed from his, his mother, who he belongs to. So he already knows from that moment of coming out of the womb who he is. He, he knows who he is because he knows that he belongs to this person. And so his experience of reality is relational from, from the womb. And as he gets older, he'll come to understand the meaning of his life and what he's called to do and his purpose, the purpose for his existence. But it always begins in the relationship. And so as Jesus goes out into the desert, as we are entering into Lent, it's, a, it's about connecting with the Father. What were the words that were uttered to Jesus immediately before this gospel line started? Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. So the, the lines before this, the scene before this, yell it out loud if you know it, what was the scene immediately preceding Jesus' going out into the desert? The baptism, right? And what happens in the baptism? The Father speaks to the Son. There's, 
in, in this relationship, you are my beloved, and he speaks these words, you are my beloved son, this is who you are, and I am well pleased in you, and then the mission. And then the Spirit compels him in this, in this micro-mission, which is to prepare for his, his big mission. And so the desert is a place where Jesus is preparing with the Father. It's a very relational place. Lent is a very relational time. It's a time where we're meant to connect with the Father and remember who we are and remember what we are for. There's a bareness and a nakedness to Lent. So the desert is. The desert is about being exposed to the elements and recognizing how small and insignificant and dependent we are. It, it pounds humility in our heads. And that's what Lent is meant to do. Our penances, or whatever we're doing, our fasting, our almsgiving, these things are all oriented towards us recognizing who we are. I am a limited creature dependent on the Father at all times. He is the one who gives me my identity. I talked about on Ash Wednesday about how it's not a bad thing to feel the pain of existential longing. So like when you feel a real sadness and loneliness because, um, because you feel an emptiness inside, let's say no one's around, and let's say you just, you just can't feel God's presence, and you feel that pain, that's not a bad thing. That's a very human thing. It's a thing that points us, actually, towards relationship. It points to the fact that we are not self-sufficient, independent beings. We belong to a creator. We are creatures. We are sons and daughters of God the Father. That is who we are. Once again, Lent shows us these things, and it reveals us to it, and it, and it helps us to kind of strip bare hopefully, some of the distractions that we usually use to fill up in our wealth that existential ache for God. And so we think about the rock here that Jesus is tempted with, with Satan. Um, the devil said to him, if you, are the son of God, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus is obviously very hungry. In other words, make this Make this thing something that it is not. And make it fit a need that it can't, that itself cannot um, satisfy. I think about like every time that we pull out our cell phones, think of the rock as the cell phone. I was actually thinking about this this week. It's like we all have these cell phones. And we use them not just for what they're meant to be used for. But we try to satisfy deeper needs with, with these cell phones. And so we, we, we have a, a moment of downtime, and maybe we're actually feeling the loneliness that God wants us to feel, or some kind of pain, or maybe, you know, there's something on our minds that's kind of hurtful, 
and we just pull out our cell phone and we go into whatever particular distraction the cell phone can pull us into. It can become all sorts of forms, all sorts of uh, pseudo-bread, so to speak. I think it's probably a good thing when we pull out our, our cell phones to just like think for a second, wait, what was I feeling immediately before I just pulled out my cell phone? And that might be something that we should bring to prayer and ask the Lord to feed us with. Whatever that desire, that hunger is that made us kind of knee-jerk pull out the phone. Jesus, we are very thankful for the gift of this time of Lent. We're thankful that you are here to lead us to the Father during this time. Help this Lenten time to be a time where we enter into the desert with you and we recognize who we are and that our Lent leads us to the recognition of our identities. That we are sons and daughters of God the Father and that you dwell within us. Help us in the patience and the deprivation of Lent for the patience and the deprivation that Jesus felt during his time in the desert to lead us to you as it did for him. Please make this a season of incredible grace for us, Lord, leading into the, into the Triduum. Help this to be the deepest Lent where we connect with you the most that we ever have. And bless us during this Easter Triduum. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen.